Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, YA is sponsored by Book Riot Insiders, the digital hangout spot for the Book Riot community. Live your best bookish life with the updated perks at Book Riot Insiders. We've sweetened the current short story and novel levels and introduced a brand new epic level, and you can try out any level for free for two weeks. The highlight is our new group read, available to all epic members, and there's no cap on epic, so the more the merrier. Each quarter we'll read a book voted on by epic subscribers that will fulfill at least one task of the 2020 Read Harder Challenge and cap off our read-along with a live chat. But wait, there's more! Get the full details on this and all the other perks and sign up at insiders.bookriot.com. Welcome to Hey YA. From great new books to favorite classic reads, from news stories to the latest in on-screen adaptations, Hey YA is here to elevate the exciting world of young adult lit. Hey YA is a book riot podcast hosted by me, Kelly Jensen, and Eric Smith, and we are coming to you live on Tuesday, February 25th, 2020, from the bookstall in Winneka, Illinois. Hooray! We're sitting next to each other. It's true. It's true. And if you noticed, Kelly was starting to laugh a little during the ad. <laughs> it's because someone was kind enough to bring us cake, and I was trying to open the <laughs> fork without making too much noise. I have my priorities. Oh, boy. <laughs> This is an episode about chocolate cake. <laughs> oh my goodness, so this is really exciting. Yeah. Um, so what are you reading? I noticed you have a giant pile over there. So the book I'm currently reading is not in the giant pile. Oh, okay. I am reading Siobhan Vivian's We Are the Wildcats, which mm. is set over, it's under 24 hours, but it's about a varsity girls lacrosse team the night before their season starts and sort of the rituals that go on oh. with girls who are hyper-competitive. Okay. So uh, I'm super excited about that. I've seen the cover for that one. It's like the illustrated one. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. And I know you like that author quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What are you reading? Oh, goodness. So I, uh, so today, um, well, whatever, the week, whatever you're going to listen to this. <laughs> uh, so today, February 25th, uh, oh no, what is um, Alana K. Arnold's new book called? Red Hood. Red Hood. Red Hood came out. But I realized I hadn't actually read Damsel, which won The Prince. I don't know what's wrong with me because I feel like I'm supposed a to have A lot of things that. are wrong with you. A lot you. of things are wrong. Um, so I started reading that today, actually, on the plane. Uh, and I'm really loving it. Uh, it almost reads like an adult book. Like the, the descriptions and the vi- imagery. It's like It feels like a big, lush adult fantasy novel. Uh, and I'm really curious to see when we get to the teenager, uh, how things are going to develop. It's, it's really good. I really like it. We're just making sure that the, the thing is recording and also we're eating chocolate cake. I know. So. <laughs> I was just looking at the, the little meter on the thing. I was like, can they hear me? They can hear you. On. Yeah. Okay, good. And also, like, if anyone takes a picture, I hope it's of us, like, gorging on chocolate cake <laughs> as we're recording a podcast. Yeah. Now the cameras come out. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I started reading Damsel. I'm really liking it. Um, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm waiting for all the – because I know it's like a fairy tale subversion. All these things are going to change as, as you're reading it. and uh 
really excited. Uh, and then I started reading Almost American Girl uh, mm. by Robin Ha, which I've been hearing a bunch of stuff about. Um, I actually thought it had won a bunch of awards already, but apparently it just came out. So <laughs> I guess it didn't. But the buzz has been so big that I just I just assumed. And yeah, I'm really liking it. Uh, the illustrations are beautiful. Uh, and then everyone here at the bookstall has been so kind <laughs> as to share a couple of arcs. Uh, so I have an advanced copy here of The Fell of Dark by Caleb Roeg. And as everyone knows on the podcast, I love everything he writes. And it's like a, it's a vampire book. Like, haven't we all been waiting for this? And a fun <laughs> fact that... I don't know if our listeners know, um, the main character in this book is named after my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so Caleb named Augie, the main character of the book, after Augie, my dog. Uh, and, like, when the book got announced, he, like, tweeted it and was like, just so you know, I named this character after Eric's Corgi. Um, I also don't know if he knows that Augie is named after Augustus in The Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> So this is like bookception. I know. There's a lot of YA <laughs> mashing together. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to read this. Um, not just because of the <laughs> the dog reference there. Um, I hope he thanks Augie in the acknowledgments here. You know, he really should. Now I'm like looking here, <laughs> which I probably shouldn't do. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really excited to look at this It's one. got a really great cover too. It's it like, does. it's very R.L. Stein-esque. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you see that he is writing an updated version of the Garbage Pail Kids? I don't know how to feel about I that. know. Like, I, growing up, thought the Garbage Pail Kids were just really gross and I wanted, <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with them. Anytime I saw like those playing cards, I was like, this is disgusting. Why is this funny? Maybe he's going to do something interesting with them, I guess. It, is it for teens or middle grade kids? Who's it for? I don't know. Because, Not for me. <laughs> well, I, I got really confused, too, because I'm thinking, like, I didn't grow up with the Garbage Pail Kids, mm -hmm. right? It was, like, the kids who were a few years older than me. Like, that was their thing. And I'm like, so this isn't, like, nostalgia for me. Mm -hmm. But is it nostalgia for those adults who, like, have kids now who, like, want to introduce them to the – I don't know. Maybe. Because I feel like that's the only way to introduce them is mm -hmm. with a new book because there's the Garbage Pail Kids movie, <laughs> which we just just pretend it doesn't exist. Um, if you listen to the podcast, How Did This Get Made, they do a whole episode on that terrible movie. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know either. But, you know, th at the same time, like, there are a lot of YA, like, media adaptations that, like, when they came out, I wondered who they were for. Because, like, I remember there were, like, the X-Files YA books. Mm -mm. I was like, who is this for? I don't know if this is for the teens or not. But I still love them because, like, I wanted to read about Teen Mulder really bad. And... Did you see that Maureen Goo has a movie that's going to be made, too? What? No. Yeah. Yeah. I can't what? remember which one it is. Uh... I was going to say, like, which one? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the one that came out in 2015, which I know is super helpful. <laughs> I want to say, say it's the food truck one, but I don't know if that's true. No. I believe in a thing called love, which is not the food truck one. Oh, wow. Is that the, that's the K-pop one, right? The yeah, K-pop yeah, one. Yeah, yes, one. yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. With the dad. What? Yeah. Oh, no. This is excellent. Yeah. But yeah. this is probably going to be another, like, Kelly swooning over why dads in movies. <laughs> oh, God. I just realized that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, well, what are you reading? What is on it? What is in your your stack over here? Okay, so let's actually let's hit our sponsor first so that we can <laughs> We've got to do that still. Yes. So our first sponsor is one that is a book I really want to read. It's uh Every Reason Reason We Shouldn't by Sarah Fujimara. Uh 16-year-old figure skater Olivia Kennedy's Olympic dreams have ended. She's bitter but enjoying life as a regular teenager instead of trying to live up to the expectations 
of being the daughter of Olympians Michael Kennedy and Midoriya Nakashima until Jonah Choi starts training at her family's skating rink. Jonah's driven, talented in going for the Olympics in speed skating, completely annoying, and totally gorgeous. Between teasing Jonah, helping her best friend try out for roller derby, figuring out life as a normal teen, and keeping the family business running, Olivia's got her hands full. But will rivalry bring her closer to Jonah or drive them apart? I think we know the answer to that one. Um, And that's every reason we shouldn't buy Sarah Fujimara. Um, That one has a really cute cover, too. Okay. Seems like an Eric book. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking through our show notes as if we wrote any show notes. Like, no. We didn't even come up with a plan. Um, So I got to the bookstore and I was like, I'm going to pull some books off the shelf that, like, we'll talk about, right? And then um, Carrie, our lovely bookstore uh, host today, we're waving at her. You can't see that because you're listening to us, not watching us. Let me into the ARC room where I said, oh, I don't need any. I've got so many that the mail's just still sitting on the front porch. And then, of course... There Here we is. are. <laughs> one of them in your pile is a book I'm super hyped about. Which one? War and Speech. Yes. Like, ah. Yeah. So this is the uh, War and Speech, the new Don Zelitis. He wrote. Um, you loved his last yes, book, Yes, right? Amy yeah. and Craig, The Seven Torments of Amy and Craig, I mm-hmm. think is what it was called. Um, it was really funny. And like he, his like full-time job is writing theater for teenagers. So he gets this like dialogue so good that like, I don't want to say it. Authors are bad at, but, like, you can tell when an author has just that, like, Mm -hmm. ear for teen dialogue. And this one sounds amazing. It comes out uh, in May, and I'll just read the the back. Um, Sydney Williams knows this better than anyone. After her white-collar criminal dad is sent to prison, Sydney fails almost all her classes and moves into a dingy apartment with her mom, who can barely support them with her minimum wage job at the mall. A new school promises a fresh start. Except Eganville isn't exactly like other high schools. It's ruled with an iron fist by a speech team that embodies the most extreme winner-takes-all philosophy. Sydney is befriended by a group of fellow misfits, each of whom has been personally victimized by the speech team. It's... (laughs) I just love the concept of, like, the speech kids are the bullies, you know? (laughs) I just... I. You've seen Mean Girls, I'm assuming, yeah, yeah. I just, like, I I had this vision of that scene in Mean Girls, you know? (laughs) They've all been personally victimized by Regina George, Mm. like, except it's the speech team. With the help of her co-conspirators, Sydney throws herself into making nationals in speech, where she will be poised to topple the corrupt regime. But what happens when Sydney realizes she actually has a shot at winning? Sydney lost everything because of her dad's obsession with being on top. Winning at speech might just be her ticket out of a life of loserdom. Can she really walk away from that? That is War and Speech by Donzelitis, and it sounds amazing. What perfect, like, a theater writer, for uh, someone who writes theater for teenagers, writing about, like, speech into, like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. And the cover is great, too. Like, (laughs) the speech kids are all dressed in their, like, professional attire, you know, like their boarding school uniforms. And then you've got the girl in the front with the, like, multicolored hair, the ripped jeans, the, like, oversized sweater, and she's holding a trophy like, yeah, mm. I got it. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. What's in your pile? What do I have? Well, there's so there's Caleb's book, The Fell of the Dark. Uh, let me read the back here. The only thing August Pfeiffer... <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love this. My dog's legacy. <laughs> the only thing August Pfeiffer hates more than algebra is living in a vampire town. Located at a nexus of mythical energy fields, Fulton Heights is practically an electromagnet 
for supernatural drama. And when a mysterious and annoyingly hot vampire boy arrives with a cryptic warning, Augie finds himself at the center of that drama. An ancient and terrible power is returning to earthly realm. And somehow, Augie seems to be the only one who can stop it. I need to pause you for a second. I'm just picturing your corgi instead of, like, a person. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I see it. Uh, only Caleb Rohe could refresh the vampire trope with an LGBTQ-themed mystery that is both romantic and thrilling. I love this because it sounds like – it kind of sounds like a Patrick Ness book, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to read this. I've loved all of his books. Um I haven't gotten to see the the Riverdale book yet because um oh yeah it might not be out yet I don't think it's out yet yeah um but yeah I'm gonna keep reading he's gonna be one of those authors who I I read everything they write I almost got chocolate on one of the books <laughs> what else what else is in your what pile? else all right so my uh, next one that I picked up I was super excited about it's uh followers by Raziel Reed who um he's a Canadian author I think he's in Los Angeles now but I did a panel with him mm. at an event and. He wrote this satire called Ken's, and it was about, like, this uh, clique of Kendall-type <laughs> individuals and just, like, super gay and super funny. Um, so I'm really excited because he does sat- satire. Um, yeah. And so this one is called Followers, and it's out uh, June 9th. You know what's interesting is that it doesn't look like a YA arc. No, you know? like, it doesn't. The side. Like, I feel like I've been But you trained. know why? You know why? It's a Penguin Teen Canada. Canada. Oh. Like, I feel like I've been trained to spot, like, YA novels and arcs when I'm in, like, a used bookstore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, looking. I'm looking for, like, the red specific little ribbon. And like, so, you, so you can take it up to the store owner and be like, you're not allowed to sell these. Well, no. But in <laughs> case it's, you know, one that I maybe want. And then I won't then I won't tell Twitter about it. Like, I'll give that a, it'll be a dark secret. <laughs> oh, no. The booksellers are shaking their heads at me. <laughs> So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the description of this one. Um, I, I actually, I didn't really know what this was about. I just saw his name and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that picture of his cover on his Instagram. Um, after disastrous date results in her arrest. That does sound pretty bad. Uh, 16-year-old Lily Road is horrified to discover her mugshot is leaked on a gossip website. Lily is the niece of Whitney Paley, a Hollywood housewife and star of the reality show Platinum Triangle, a soap opera-style docu-series in the vein of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and The Hills, revolving around several glamorous families living in Beverly Hills, Bel Air, and Homely Hills neighborhoods of Los Angeles. When Lily's mom kicks her out of their trailer home in the valley, Whitney invites her to live with her, her movie star husband Patrick, and their daughter Haley. Lily is set up in the pool house and thrust into the company of reality star offspring, kids who are born with a, with silver spoon emojis on their feed. <laughs> Lily's cousin Haley and the other teens have lived their entire lives on camera and are masters of deception, with Haley leading the pack. As Lily learns from the Paleys how to navigate her newfound fame, she finds herself ensnarled in the unfolding storylines. What Lily doesn't know is that she's just a pawn being used to show on the show to make the Paleys look sympathetic to viewers while distracting from onset sexual misconduct rumors spreading about superhero dad Patrick Paley. Is Lily safe under Patrick's roof or will Lily be Patrick's downfall if she isn't destroyed by Haley first? When Lily catches eye of Haley's designated leading man, Joel Storm, it's war. This sounds ridiculous. I love it. And it's got a great cover, too. Yeah. It's just, like, it's very, like, Hollywood Hills. <laughs> but also, like, there's the little hearts with the number of likes. So it's very, like, Instagram-like, yeah. you know? 
do I have next? Uh, so I'm really excited for Deep Fake by Sarah Dara Lipman. It's funny, I was, t- and I was telling you earlier, like, uh, I did a couple interviews for Don't Read the Comments, and I remember one in particular was like, oh, this is like the first book I've read that's talked about doxing and this and that, and went on and on. I was like, oh my god, no, uh, you have to read Sarah Dara mm-hmm. Lipman's book, because uh, she's been doing this for years and years and years. Um, like, the backlash is awesome. All of her, pretty much, I think all of her books dig into cyber harassment and, and social media. Um, yeah, so please, please check her out, she's amazing. Let's see, some little bit of this one. This comes out in October. Dara Simmons and Will Hotchman have everything they've ever wanted. They are the rules of Greenpoint High's geekdom, overachieving in every way, and it's an intense competition to see who will be valedictorian. One of the entire one the entire school is invested in. That is, until rumor has it, the anonymous gossip site posts a video of Dara accusing Will of paying someone to take the SAT for him. When the video goes viral, suddenly Will's being investigated and everyone's wondering how he pulled off cheating on the SAT. But Dara swears that she didn't say those things, which seems a little hard to believe, since it's her in the video. Did Will cheat? Is Dara saying he did? Who's lying? Who's telling the truth? The answer is more shocking than anyone realized. And this is exciting, because, like, deep fake videos are a thing now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I only just heard about them a few months ago, and now there's a book already coming out, so... Yeah, Littman's on top of things when it comes to all things social media. Yeah, I when you mentioned that you were asked that question, I was like, my first thought was, Sarah Dare Littman has been writing these for yeah. a long time. And <laughs> I know she's not the only one who's been writing them, oh, yeah, too. Um, yeah. But it is interesting to see more and more of them mm-hmm. showing up because it is, I mean, this is teenagers' lived experience every day. And maybe more so than, like, we understand because we see what we see. Mm-hmm. We don't see what they what they're seeing. My next one I'm so excited about. I'm so freaking excited about this. It is Smash It by Francina Simone, who is a booktuber. Um, that's how I know her. But she's also a writer. And this comes out in September, September 22nd. Olivia Liv James is done with letting her insecurities get the best of her. So she does what any self-respecting hot mess of a girl who wants to smash her junior year does. She makes a list. An effort list. Number one, be bold, do the things that scare me. Number two, learn to take a compliment. Number three, stand out instead of back. Now she's got a partner's school's musical production of Othello, new friends, and the attention of three very different boys. In Liv's own words, F it. What's the worst that can happen? The answer is a lot. <laughs> it's a bold, authentic, own voices story, uh, says to hand to Julie Murphy, Nick Stone, and Justin A. Reynolds. She has 25,000 subscribers on YouTube. I didn't realize, like... That's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. I mean, I've watched her videos. I love her. Blah, 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 blah. Inspired by Othello. Spoiler alert, no one is smothered to death in this novel. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, and that is Smash It by Francina Simone. It has an amazing cover. I love this cover so much. I'm going to show you all so you can say yes. It has an amazing cover. <laughs> Again, you're listening, not watching. All right. And my last uh, pick from my pile here is Burn Our Bodies Down by Rory Power. And I think some of our listeners are going to get mad that I have an arc in my hand <laughs> of this because I know this is like a hotly anticipated book It's by the author of Wilder Girls, which I loved so much last year. Ever since Margot was born, it's been just her and her mother. No answers to any of Margot's questions about what came before. No history to hold on to. No relatives to speak of. Just the two of them stuck in their rundown apartment struggling to get along. But that's not enough for Margot. She wants family. She wants a past. And she just found the key that she needs to get to it. A photograph pointing her to a town called Ferline. Pointing her home. Only when Margot gets there, it's not what she bargained for. Margot's mother left for a reason. But was it to hire past? Or was it to protect Margot from what's still there? 
The only thing Margot knows for sure is that there's poison in their family tree, and the roots are dug so deeply into Phalene that now that she's there, she might never escape. Oh, It's got a really awesome cover. It does have an awesome cover. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm sure it's going to also make me deeply uncomfortable. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we go on, do you want to hit our, our next sponsor? Yes. I was like looking at the time. I'm like, oh, we're still talking. All right. Our next sponsor uh, is Anna Kay by Jenna Lee, published by Flatiron Books. Uh, every happy teenage girl is the same, while every unhappy teenage girl is miserable in her own special way. Meet Anna Kay. At 17, she is at the top of Manhattan and Greenwich society, even if she prefers the company of her horses and Newfoundland dogs. She has the perfect, if perfectly boring, boyfriend, Alexander W., and she has always made her Korean-American father proud, even if he can be a little controlling. Meanwhile, Anna's brother Stephen and his girlfriend Lolly are trying to weather a sexting scandal. Lolly's little sister Kimmy is struggling to recalibrate to normal life after an injury derails her ice skating career, and Stephen's best friend Dustin is madly and one-sidedly in love with Kimmy. As her friends struggle with the pitfalls of ordinary teenage life, Anna always seems to be able to sail gracefully above it all. That is, until the night she meets Alexia Count von Skransky at Grand Central, a notorious playboy who has bounced around boarding schools and who has lived for his own pleasure. Alexia is everything Anna is not, but he has never been in love until he meets Anna, and maybe she hasn't either. As Alexia and Anna are pulled irresistibly together, she has to decide how much of her life she is willing to let go for the chance to be with him. And when a shocking revelation threatens to shatter their relationship, she is forced to question if she has ever known herself at all. Dazzlingly opulent and emotionally riveting, Anna Kay, A Love Story is a brilliant reimagining of Leo Tolstoy's timeless love story, Anna Karina. But above all, it is a novel about the dizzying, glorious, heart-stopping experience of first love and first heartbreak. I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind having some of her problems. <laughs> they sound like good problems. Yeah, like I think problems. I can handle that. I, also, I have this book already. I got it uh, from Book of the Month Club. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Are you going to read it? Probably. It's gonna be in my pile because i keep getting those book of the month club well that's that's what i meant like oh i know i've heard the book of the month club stories i know i have too many also my my toddler has decided the book of the month club books are in the perfect spot for when he climbs up Mm. on our couch and tries to pull things down to drop those books on my head uh they are bigger and chunkier than the regular versions (laughs) of those books uh so it is it is very unpleasant he dropped um he dropped Wicked Fox on my head the other day. Oh, that's not a small book. It's not a small book in its original form, but in its like final form as a as a big uh, book of the month club book, it, it hurts a lot. <laughs> so this is not a book I picked up to to take home, but I picked up because I decided to fake shop the store. I bought real books. Our bookseller nodded just to let you know. I did. I did buy books. Um, but I picked this one up because I wanted to show it to Eric because we were talking about book covers. And this one got a redesign in paperback that I think is awesome. Um, oh, I see the hands there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Undead Girl Gang by Lily Anderson. And the tagline, we're back, which is yes. – I love it. I like the jacket on the girl is the, yeah. the cover. Yeah. The, the hardcover. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very clever how they did that. Um, I feel like that's a gift just for like – serious YA book people. <laughs> right, right. It's one of those things. It's like you pick it up and you look at all the details and you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I haven't read this one, but I wanted to talk about it because so many people I know rave about it. And um, so I'll just read the back here. Meet teenage Wiccan Mila Flores, 
who truly could not care less what you think about her Doc Martens, her attitude, or her weight, because she knows that no matter what, her BFF Riley is right by her side. So when Riley and Fairmont Academy mean girls June Phelan Park and Dayton Neeseth die under suspicious circumstances, Mila refuses to believe everyone's explanation that her best friend was involved in a suicide pact. Instead, armed with a tube of lip gloss and an ancient grimoire, Mila does the unthinkable to uncover the truth. She brings the girls back to life. Unfortunately, Riley, June, and Dayton have no recollection of their murders, but they do have unfinished business to attend to. Now, with seven days until the spell wears off and the girls return to their graves, Mila must wrangle the distracted group of undead teens and work fast to discover their murderer before the killer strikes again. Uh, vampires and zombies. Yeah. And witches. And nerdery, because Lily Anderson's books are super geeky and super funny. Um, I really loved, uh, oh shoot, the only worst thing is, oh, what is that the title of that book? Yeah. I really loved it. I can't remember the title. Um, the only thing worse than me is you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I blurbed that book and here I am. I can't remember <laughs> the title. Uh, apologies to Lily if she is listening. Um, so I didn't shop the store to pull some books onto my table. I, I came here and I bought some rom-coms, uh, cause I am trying to get into rom-coms right now, but I have an author friend with me. Maybe he can come and yeah. talk a little bit about what he's reading. Uh, Dean, yeah. you want to come hang out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Introduce oh, yourself, too. I'm Adil Saeed, author of I'll Just Plug the New One, which is coming out in April. It's called We Didn't Ask for This. It is about a group of teenage activists who, at an international school, chain themselves to the front door and basically have a list of environmental demands, and they won't let anyone out of the school until those demands are met. And I swear I only heard about Greta Thunberg after the first draft was written, <laughs> I swear. I'm going to get that question a lot, I'm sure. See, that's where you prepare and be like, I, I just knew. I was so inspired <laughs> by well, her. It, it is interesting that I like had the idea before I had ever heard of it, mm -hmm. and then I was traveling, and a Swedish guy actually, like, I told him um, the pitch for the book, and he was like, "Oh, like Greta." I was like, "Excuse me, like who?" And he's like, "Yeah, she did almost that thing." Oh, great, cool. You better make sure you get a copy to her. Yep, my mother-in-law already suggested that. Uh, I don't know how to get in touch with Greta's people, but Greta, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> Greta, if you're listening, please talk about our show and how great it is. Yeah, so what I'm reading, I'm actually a bit out of the loop on new ones because I was traveling, didn't get my hands on a lot of arcs, but I've been like this year, I've been keeping track oh of the God. books I read. Oh my God, and this is amazing. I know. I saw um, a friend from high school posted this on his Instagram about being more thoughtful about movies he's watching. So I decided I'd do that um, with books and movies. And I'm taking see. a picture of this so that I can refer to it in our show notes because it's awesome. It's just a little notebook uh, of notes um, about the books. Yeah, and I'll plug this is uh, Dave Connis's. I think still operating notebook company, maybe not, uh, not sure. But a recent YA, I, I think it was released in 2019, is You Must Not Miss by mm. Katrina Leno. Mm -hmm. Leno, not sure uh, the correct pronunciation of her last name. But uh, yeah, I'll read my notes on yeah. it. Um, refreshingly weird and dark. <laughs> I kept thinking it would correct back to lightness and pleasantly surprised it did not. 
murky my handwriting is terrible uh murky ending works to its benefit so i think that's something i've been thinking about in ya that i want more weirdness and it sounds like caleb i was gonna Caleb's say caleb definitely so, yeah. hits that mark yeah i love that i love this idea of just like it's a really basic this is like goodreads without like the garbage exactly and i've been kind of like weaning myself off of internet things that feel unnecessary or not pleasant goodreads is one of those mm-hmm. because i can't help but click over to my reviews of book or reviews of my books and those are just like no matter how many five star ones there are my fingers go to the one star review. of course um and no one wants that so yeah manual goodreads is better um, and it just helps me, like, instead of, you know, when my wife asks me, how was the book, instead of saying, it was good. <laughs> you know, I, like, have specific thoughts yeah. that I get down. I love that. I love that so much. Let's, uh, do any do any of our audience members want to come and talk about a YA book that they love? And while that happens, I'm going to steal a bite from Eric's <laughs> chocolate cake from Portillo's. Portillo's not a sponsor. Yeah, Portillo's is not a sponsor, but if Portillo's <laughs> wants to sponsor, we will take the sponsorship. Okay, while you guys are thinking, I'll I'll talk about a book that came out today, uh, February 25th, that I blurbed, and I don't blurb many books. Um, it is from Chicago author Daniel Krauss, Bent Heavens, and it is, uh, this is my little blurb, engaging, enraging, and an absolute winner. It's a creepy alien story about abuse about loss and about what it means to be human or not human um it's a surprisingly short book for anybody who knows dan's books they're these like massive epics uh this is a little guy i got the like i got a bound manuscript of this that came in a binder and i was like where's the other half of it because this like (laughs) doesn't seem right but um he packs so much into this one and i'll just read the the back blurb Liv circled around the final tree her teeth clenched in the expectation of blood it could be a possum or a bobcat. She choked up on the branch. The animal might yet wiggle free. It might be chewing through its last tendon now. She held her breath, leaned to see better, and stepped into a clearer view. It wasn't a squirrel or a possum or a bobcat. It was much, it was larger. Much larger. That's Bent Heavens by Daniel Krauss. Yeah. Who's coming up? Yeah, come on! <laughs> Introduce yourself and then give us your recommendation. The only the only thing you can't do is swear. <laughs> there was a long pause there. <laughs> I've caught myself swearing a lot more lately and I don't know where it's coming from. So I'll try to keep it. Um, so I just recently finished, my name's Heidi, and I recently finished Dark and Deepest Red by Anna Marie McLemore, mm. who is one of my... I always want to read, and it just doesn't happen, but I love how lush their writing is. On another podcast, they were just talking about the dancing sickness recently, so I was like, oh, perfect. So it pulls the historical um, dancing sickness that happened somewhere in Europe, that I can't remember right now, and in with a weird glimmer that happens over a uh, town in modern day, and strange things start to happen, and it's just beautiful and lush. They do magical realism so incredibly well. I loved it. I love their writing, too, and I haven't read this one yet, and I'm bummed. Eric, did you read this one? The Story of Hey YA. Did you read it yet? No. Thank you, Heidi. All right, now that the first person has got got it done, who's coming up next? Come on up. All right. Hi, I'm Katie, and I actually have been reading a ton of adult books, but the last YA that I read that I couldn't get out of my mind, and I'm 
mildly terrified of cursing about is the um, end of Neil Shusterman's Scythe trilogy, which is the Toll. And um, Carrie from the Booksaw is given given <laughs> given arms of joy. Um, this is a uh, one that I did via audiobook, and it literally I got to work, and I'd be setting up for story time, and I'd be like, I'm going to listen to five minutes of this book because I can't handle not listening to this book. There's really not a lot to talk about in terms of um, I can't spoil things. So. You should definitely read all three and read them in order. Otherwise, you'll be really confused. <laughs> That's a really good assessment, though, because there are ones that you can read out of order. I think I talked about this last episode. Um, for the Audis, I had to listen to the second book in Holly Black's uh, Wicked King series. And I hadn't read the first one, but like still could completely fall into that second one without having read the first one. Obviously, I didn't get all the backstory, but um, it was so good. I was like, didn't really matter. Who's coming up now? Yeah, come on up. I was going to say When the Stars Are by Ronnie Davis. Yes. Has this one already been talked about on the podcast? No. Okay, it came out in November 2019. It's a uh, first summer love romance that deals with uh, mental health issues, racism, classism. The author, Ronnie, does a fabulous job of bringing in the romance, but also like ghosting issues. I love her writing style. It's great. And uh, we need more women in STEM. And as also a scientist, I'm like, yes. So, um, I <laughs> and what's your name? Shelby. Shelby. Oh, Thanks for coming up. No, not awkward at all. Thank you. That was awesome. Eric, do you want to talk about uh, another book? I think that's all I have in my stack over here. I can talk about another one. Yeah, go for it. Actually, I got one for you. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Kelly broke out a copy of Hot Dog Girl. <laughs> I'm getting roasted in person now. <laughs> For my love, shameless love of this book. <laughs> oh, but I'm really excited to read Verona Comics. I've yeah. been sitting in my pile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, seriously, two more that I, I grabbed from the arc room I'll talk about before we, we round out the show. Um, My Eyes Are Up Here by Laura Zimmerman, which looks incredible. Um, An honest and hilarious portrait of a girl who just wants to be seen for all she is. For 13 years, Greer Walsh didn't think twice about her body. That changed in ninth grade. Now she's 15, a 30H, and tired of the attention. So she keeps herself and Maud and Mavis, yes, she named them, hidden under an extra large sweatshirt with her shoulders and her expectations for other people slumped. But Greer is surrounded by women determined to show her that life doesn't have to be this way. And when she finds unexpected friends on the JV volleyball team, disappearing into a gray hoodie starts to seem less appealing. And then... There's Jackson Oates, the new guy who actually seems to have noticed her brain first. This is um out in June, and it is My Eyes Are Up Here by Laura Zimmerman, and it sounds incredible. Sorry, I just want to start reading it right now. <laughs> and I've got one more. Ooh. Did you know there's a new E. Lockhart I book coming? Not. There's a new E. Lockhart book coming, and it's called Again Again. The cover looks like passive-aggressive dog walking. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. It comes out June 2nd, and here's a little blip about it. If you could live your life again, what would you do differently? You know that I love these kind of books. You do. I do. Uh, after a near-fatal family catastrophe and an unexpected romantic upheaval, Adelaide Bushwald finds herself catapulted into a summer of wild possibility, during which she will fall in and out of love a thousand times, while finally confronting the secret she keeps 
her ideas about love, and the weird grandiosity of the human mind. A raw, funny novel that will surprise you over and over, again and again, gives us an indelible heroine grappling with the terrible and wonderful problem of loving other people. There are dogs on the cover. That's really That's what... it. That's all I need. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know she had another one coming. Oh, right. She does. I And here's the thing I love about the cover. So the top, like it's a, it's a repetitive cover. On the top, you've got the girl and the guy walking away from each other. He's looking over his shoulder at her. She's not paying attention. Also, she's walking like a, a I don't know, Rottweiler. And he's got like this tiny little poodle thing. Um, and then below, same image, but this time they're walking toward each other. Which All you know right. what that means. Yeah. That's where the romance is going to happen. <laughs> and that's Again Again by E. Lockhart. Anything else we should we should talk about on the show? I don't think so. I got all my I got got through my stack. Got roasted with that book. <laughs> brought on my surprise guest. Yeah, feeling pretty good. How was the cake? Cake was delicious. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Heidi, for the cake. <laughs> thank you, Carrie, and to everybody. At, I know you panicked <laughs> to Carrie and everybody at the bookstall for allowing us to uh, bring this nonsense on the road. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. You can follow Eric Smith and I on social media. I am Hey Kelly Jensen on Instagram, and Eric is Eric Smith Rocks on Instagram and on Twitter. If you like today's show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It lets us tell other people about the show. There are some words that go here. Those weren't them. Um, but yeah, review us if you like the show. If not, just keep that opinion to yourself. And uh, <laughs> we will talk to you again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.